0: Hello, church, and welcome to the FUMC Borough Podcast. This is Ben Shaw, your Director of Modern Worship and Media. And hopefully, you're here listening to this episode because you heard us talking about Project Transformation during the worship services yesterday. If you didn't, that's okay. Um, What's really neat is that uh, we actually recorded an episode of the Church at Work podcast back in 2019 where Drew interviewed Allison Fasig and Taylor Davenport from Project Transformation Tennessee, as well as Sally Millsap, when she was just our coordinator for Project Transformation for the church. I do want to let you know that there is one piece of information that you will hear that is out of date. The Stones River sites are referenced as Woodbury and Laverne in this episode, but they are now Murfreesboro and Laverne. So I'll turn it over to Drew and hope that you enjoy this episode.
1: Hello, church. This is Drew Shelley here, one of the pastors of Murfreesboro First United Methodist Church with the Church at Work podcast. We're so glad to have you joining us today, and I have some special guests here in the office to share uh, important stories from Project Transformation, a beautiful ministry that is unfolding here in our Nashville area. I have Reverend Allison Fasig with us, Taylor Davenport, and Sally Millsap. Would you all uh, go around the room here and uh, give us your name and what you do with Project Transformation?
2: So I'm Allison Fasig. I'm the Director of Programming at Project Transformation, um, which means basically I oversee our um, sites here in the Middle Tennessee area um, in the summer as well as during the school year. Um, Get to work with our interns and our fellows, coaching them, leading them, um, ministering with them, and um, getting to work with an amazing staff at PT.
1: Great. Thank you, Allison. Taylor?
3: I'm Taylor Davenport. My title is Volunteer and Communications Manager. So I manage all things volunteers. Um, It takes about 1,800 volunteers to pull off our summer and after-school program every wow. year. Um, so that's a whole, a whole lot of people. Um, and I have help um, from um, kind of a, a PT liaison or a cheerleader at every church um, who I work really closely with. Um, and I also handle all of our um, digital and print marketing and communications as well. Um, I served as an intern myself at Project Transformation, which I know we'll talk about later. Um, but that's kind of how I got into this world, and I'm just thankful to be here.
1: Thank you, Taylor. And we're proud to have our own Sally Millsap. Sally, tell us your involvement with Project Transformation.
3: So
4: Taylor mentioned um, the uh, PT church liaison. And so that's what I do. I serve Project Transformation um, and connect um, the Nashville office and and look for volunteers within our own church and communicate volunteer opportunities um, with Project Transformation uh, with First United Methodist. And so um, I, I recruit volunteers here at First Church.
1: You do it well, Sally. You were rallying the troops when I arrived uh, just four months ago as we were getting ready for this last uh, summer. Sally was getting folks together to help read and to help with Project Transformation. Thanks to each of you for being here and for taking this time to help us understand what the church at work looks like in and through the ministry of Project Transformation. I really love your mission. Uh, Your mission is to engage young adults in purposeful leadership and ministry, support children in holistic development, and to connect churches with communities. I think that is just so, so important. Uh, Give us a little history of Project Transformation. Taylor, tell us a little bit about how this thing came into being.
3: Yeah, sure. Um, So Um, I was not there at the beginning, but I've heard the story uh, many times. Um, And it kind of, even before it was in Tennessee, we can go back um, to Texas. Um, In Dallas, Texas, uh, about 21 years ago now, um, some clergy people were getting together for lunch and they were just talking about needs in the communities that they were serving. Um, And one of them mentioned how um, there's a bunch of young adults in my circle um, that are really struggling with what's my purpose and how am I supposed to use my gifts to serve in the world? Another person at that table mentioned there are all of these kids in my neighborhood who don't have a fun and safe place to be over the summer. Um, and then they both mentioned how while the church, um, specifically in urban areas, um, is having trouble connecting to its neighbors as those As those cities and neighborhoods are changing, and so they literally wrote down this model on a napkin, uh, just with a pen that they found in a in a a purse or a briefcase. what would it look like if all of those three C's, children, college students, and churches, um, came together in a relational way? How can we meet all of these needs with one solution? Um, And so that's how Project Transformation was born in Texas. Um, Fast forward about 10 years, and um, Courtney Aldrich, who grew up, uh, in Tennessee, um, in the Franklin area, decided she was going to go do a summer internship in Texas, um, to get out of her comfort zone and serve kids. Um, and while she was there, fell in love with that model and started asking the question, what would it look like to bring this back to my home state of Tennessee? Um, she and the other leaders at that time thought it would be a Davidson County only program we started with 3 sites and that was plenty <laughs> to manage um right. but then um as time went on um god just kept opening up doors and opportunities for the ministry to grow and we just finished our 8th summer of ministry and served about 800 children across the state
1: that's amazing i, I can remember when project transformation kind of came into being in the Nashville Episcopal area yeah. and uh, I think I was serving at Cookville at the time and we had we had a couple of of youth uh, they had just gone to college and uh, they're they're good friends of mine now they came to Nashville and served the first or second maybe even the third year or maybe they went to Memphis, but anyway, they had what were
3: their names?
1: Uh, Justin is is one.
3: Justin Mayo.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. love
3: Justin.
1: And they just had a life changing experience with Project Transformation, and I got to watch that from from the sidelines, so to speak, and to see this incredible transformation in Justin's life and in uh, the others who who went as well. So it's I, I have been so intrigued by the work since that time. It's really great stuff. Really great stuff.
2: Well, and that's the sweet spot of Project Transformation is really that um, interns, college students coming in who are growing and learning and finding things about themselves, living in that intentional community, working with the kids who then mutually receive that same growth over the summertime. And then those people who are in churches just like here who come and get to experience that um, transformation themselves as well. So it's a pretty amazing... Um, yeah,
1: Justin. Uh, Justin continues to live with this heart for ministry that's mm-hmm. just so incredible. Mm-hmm. I don't see him very often, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I, I pay attention, and I'm so glad that this was part of his life.
2: Yeah,
1: Sally, tell us how uh, First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro has been involved with Project Transformation in in some concrete ways.
4: So um, the first summer that we were here, which was five summers ago in um, the Stones River District, um, I my mother actually told me that... Um, There was this new ministry that was coming to the Murfreesboro area. Um, You should get involved. It's about kids and reading. And I said, okay, that sounds like something I might be interested in. And so um, I went to read that first summer, I volunteered to read, and they do an amazing volunteer training at the first part of the first time you go to volunteer. And they showed a video, and I cried through the whole video. Mm -hmm. And I knew that God was putting something on my heart, um, that this was an incredible opportunity for us to serve in our community and um, what that was going to mean. And so um, what's happened at First Methodist is we volunteer in several ways. Um, uh, the, the big way that we volunteer is um, two weeks out of the summer, we take on staffing all the volunteers, one week at the Laverne site and one week at the Woodbury site. And we make sure that Monday through Thursday, there are enough volunteers to read with the kids. And, and there are 80 children, so we need an army of volunteers to help us <laughs> with that. Um, and so each day I'm looking for about 15 people to um, come and volunteer. And this is a great opportunity. One of the things I love about PT is it involves anybody age-wise can come. So if you're 13 years old and you need some volunteer hours for school, um, all the way up to our very best volunteer is um, Sarah Jo Scherer. And she is a retired kindergarten teacher um, who has many, many years of working with young people. And so um All those ages um, can come and be a part of that. So that's one of the ways we volunteer. Um, Another way is is, um, we serve the interns meals. They live in their intentional community at the Wesley Foundation in Murfreesboro at MTSU. And so um, Sunday through Thursday night, um, our church members can serve a meal to them. And one of the things I love about serving meals is is it's served family style. So you sit down with the interns and you get to know them, mm-hmm. and that is so special um, to get to see where they are in their journey, um, and that's really fun. And then um, the last way that we've volunteered um, specifically is throughout the summer, um, PT hosts several family fun nights, and so we have helped host those family fun nights, and that's an opportunity um, for the children and their families and the interns and the mm-hmm. churches to come together to celebrate what's happening that summer. Um, a lot of times the kids will put on skits or share artwork, um, and it's all those fun things to get to celebrate, and we share a meal with them. And so we help serve that meal and serve those families. And that's that's the main ways we've been involved.
1: Sally, you used an important word uh, our, our phrase, intentional community. Mm-hmm. Uh, would, would Sally want, or, or any of you, share us share with us a little bit about what that intentional community is for our interns as they live in the community where they're working?
3: Yeah. So, uh, logistically, and and I'll give you the truth because I've lived it. Um, <laughs> logistically, uh, you wake up. Um, and you're really, really tired because you have to be at Devo at 7.15. You can't be there at 7.16 mm-hmm. or we need to have a community meeting about it. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, yeah, we gather for devotion, which we actually call Muevete, which means to move. Um, how, how is God moving us and how are we going to move um, today to serve others? Um And so we have that Muevete time, and then hop in cars and head out to sites, usually driving in different directions, some north, some south, some east. Um, And uh, that once interns get to their program site, that's when they're doing really their job that they they think that they signed up to do is work with kids. Um, But at 3 o'clock when kids leave, um, they're – they're still living in that intentional community. Um, they come home from site, usually stop at Sonic on the way because you usually need um, a Dr. Pepper uh, to make it through <laughs> uh, the rest of your afternoon. Um, but, uh, and then there might be chores um, that you're assigned to do. And at 6 o'clock, we gather for a community meal with a partner church. And as Sally mentioned, that is family style, um, not just because that's like the easiest way to serve food because it's not, um, but because uh, Jesus sat and ate with people um, and broke bread. And we think that the um, – we talk a lot about the theology of the table and what it really means to be um, a, a neighbor and to sit next to someone. That's, uh, that's powerful. Um and then after uh dinner time we clean up you might be on dishwash duty um and if so you do that um and there's usually some sort of meeting um and then you go to bed if you're exhausted or watch a movie or a play you know if you're not uh, and then you get up again and do it the next day um and it's almost like uh the only equivalent I know from movies is like army buddies Right. You're doing really hard work together and um, kind of in the trenches together, seeing some things that you've never seen before. And it feels so special and like you're a part of something bigger. Um, and the relationships that form there are unlike any I've had in my life.
1: It sounds you know? like and it is the sole purpose of this time is to be together. In God's work, mm-hmm. yes, twenty-four mm-hmm. hours a day, this yeah. whole time.
2: And not only that, but to be in this work with people that I may not normally be around, right? Oh, yeah. That I may not agree with, that I may not agree with how you live your life or what you believe theology you know—with mm-hmm. theology or. Um, different types of things, but yet we're still called to do this work together. So how right. do we live this out? And how does that really look like the kingdom or how the kingdom of God wow. is really supposed to live? Let's like?
1: set our differences aside yeah. and do the work of God.
2: And how do we, when yeah. we disagree, come together and be able to work those things out and right. be able to still move forward as we lead these ministries together? And, how, and we give interns an opportunity to learn that as young adults who are trying to figure out what this world and life really looks like. And we're giving them a eight-week period of time that's really intense, to learn how to live in intentional community together and how to do that in beautiful ways—such
1: critical skills for the church in the 21st century—we're facing this struggle constantly. Is mm-hmm. it's as if we've decided, well, we right. we can't disagree and still do God's right. work together. We right. can. The yeah. church has been doing that for 2,000 years. We Absolutely, can yeah. disagree Absolutely. and still do God's work well, together.
2: And a big part of this is, you know, how do we do this? You know, when things get hard, we want to leave. You know, like let's let's it gets hard, let's bail or. Let's just, you know, do something else. But what happens on the other side of that? What if we stay and we work through it and we get to the other side? What beautiful, you know, Mm -hmm. things come out of that if we're willing to stay. And when they're committed for eight weeks to people that they're working with and they have to produce these, you know, programs for these kids that they love, begin to love and care for, you know, it becomes this really intentional place where they have to, um, they
4: get to see what it's like when you get to the other side of that hard. Right. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things about project transformation is what the interns do on Friday. Would one of you all share what the interns get to do on Fridays? Instead of programming, Mm -hmm. there's a really neat part of aspect of project transformation for the interns on Fridays.
3: Yeah, so that's called our Friday Experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, So our interns work really hard Monday through Thursday uh, running programs for kids. And really on those days, the focus is on the children. And then on Friday, the focus kind of turns back to our young adults, to our college awesome. interns. And they visit different um, community partners, nonprofits, civic leaders, pastors, um, and have conversations with them, those leaders in the community, about how they discerned their call and how they're now living it out, Mm -hmm. kind of as a tool to help interns start Mm -hmm. think about what are the possibilities for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so interns have visited everywhere from the county jail to Just Love Coffee to Green Door Gourmet to Vanderbilt Divinity School. It goes on and on. Um, But our interns really enjoy that time to kind of step out of, running a summer camp for kids. That's and, so
1: powerful, and that explains one of the statistics that, that we have about Project Transformation is that these interns, it's like 73 or 78 percent of the interns are actively considering a call to ministry or what that might mean mm-hmm. in their lives. Yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. in this intentional community. They're in this intentional work, and you cannot help but sense God's call. doesn't always mean ordained ministry, but I think Every baptized Christian has mm-hmm. a call.
2: Absolutely. You know, well, powerful. and we're giving them lots of opportunity to explore that. That it's not just there are certain people who are called to ordained ministry. Others are called to live out in lots of different ways within the world. And so they're getting a chance to kind of get different nonprofits, different ministries, different organizations that they get to see how are regular people living this out in their life.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. This this is good stuff. Good stuff. I, I did want to ask a. Theological question about the nature of of the mission of Project Transformation. Uh, The assumption underlying our mission is that the Church of Jesus Christ has some obligation to be present and engaged with our communities, especially with those who are struggling. So, So what do you say to somebody who might question that assumption that the Church has a responsibility for its community, for the community around it. What do you say to that person who who might disagree that the church ought to be in this work?
2: Hmm. Well, you touched on it just a few minutes ago when you talked about our call as believers, as those who love Jesus to through our baptism, to go out and serve others, to be in the community and around the world. So first, I think it's our, our calling as Christians of those who, who love Jesus and want others to experience that love that we've experienced ourselves through Christ. Um, you know, I think it has a lot to do with um, being willing to walk outside the the doors of the church. You know, I think we um, need to have different experience of different types of people—people people we would normally be around, people we wouldn't no- no- normally serve—and um, this call to go out and um, experience life with them, to tell them about Jesus, and then to figure out what they're getting back from that. Um, you know, when pe- when volunteers come to P.T., I think a lot of times they come with this love for reading, this love for kids, and they come and they read and they love on the kids, but then they get so much out of it. I mean, that relationship that forms with the kids, the way that they see Jesus in a way that they hadn't seen it before. I mean, it's this beautiful relationship that gets to form, and we believe transformation happens through relationships. And so we can spend all our time inside the walls of the church, building up the, side the church, but what happens when um, we go outside the church is that Jesus's word spreads and we get a chance to not only serve others but ourselves come back with something that we didn't realize we were going to have.
1: Right. Uh, Sarah Joe that you mentioned earlier Sally, she said she went to read to give away her heart. Mm-hmm. And instead her heart was filled up to overflowing mm-hmm. by that work and that's that's how this this happens. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. And We the church are called to be at that work,
2: Mm -hmm. and I think it's no longer a time when we can just throw up in the doors of the church and expect people to come to us. Right, this is a time and age where we have to go out.
3: um, That we
2: have to realize that um, Christ's church is everywhere, and no matter where we are, Christ is there and is with us. And we have a call to serve others. Um, And then we get this beautiful thing of we get served when it served back in those moments, and we get to experience that transformation ourselves. I
1: love uh, what. Uh, a pastor, I think it was uh, uh, Reverend Dr. Mickey Carpenter from from the Memphis Conference, who who's not with us anymore. He, uh, he said, a lot of times people have trouble figuring out where to serve, how to serve. And uh, his idea was, you know, when you get in that place and you just, you don't know what to do, you kind of sit on the sidelines mm-hmm. and you just, I wish God would tell me what to do. And sometimes God doesn't say, go and do X, Y, Z. Sometimes it's just I just feel like I need to do something. He always said, just find where God is working, roll up your sleeves, and get in there with God. Absolutely. And- That's that's what the church at work is. One of
2: the things that um, I love most, uh, there's lots of things I love about Jesus, but one of them is the fact that Jesus brought others along with him. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a call for all of of us as well, is not only do we go out, but we bring people along with us. Um, We bring them to serve with us. We invite them in. A lot of times when we go out to serve, um, it takes an invitation. It takes somebody being willing to say hey, I'm going to go serve at PT. Why don't you come with us to serve at Project Transformation you know, during this week or to serve others and whatever it may be that the church is doing. But it takes someone who says, why don't you come do that with me? And then you get a taste of what it's like to do that. And then you bring someone else along. And then it just becomes this spiral effect. And so I think that's something that when, when I say, you know, someone comes and said, why should I do this? Well, you should do it and then bring somebody else with you.
1: Right, right. Let them see. hmm Yeah, Mm -hmm. come and see. I think Jesus said that quite a few times. I think so, I think so. Come and see, come and
0: see.
1: (laughs) I love to talk about God's new creation that is unfolding and has been since Jesus came, Mm -hmm. especially uh, marked by the resurrection. The resurrection Mm -hmm. really just blew the doors off of the Mm -hmm. new creation, and it's been unfolding ever since. Hard to see sometimes, but it is unfolding. Mm -hmm. So I wonder, what, what signs of the new creation do you all see in the lives of your your interns, your volunteers, and and those with whom you serve.
3: Something that I love about PT that we've kind of just—I think has always been there, but we've just started to name it—is this um, acknowledgement of uniqueness and God-given potential Mm. um, and hope in each and every person, whether Mm. that's a child or an intern or a volunteer. And I think just that naming is is something new for us and I think can lead to new creation. Like when a child is working on their homework with a volunteer and they say, this is too hard. I'm stupid. I can't do this. And a volunteer says, you're not stupid. You're bright. And I'm here to work on this with you. That's when the new creation starts. But we can't say that unless we believe it. And at PT, we do. Hmm.
1: That's it. That's the gospel. Mm -hmm. That's the gospel at work in the world. That's that hope that is so Mm -hmm. profoundly Mm life-changing. It's hope in Jesus. And uh, you all are leading the church in sharing this with the world, Mm -hmm. uh, starting with some of our most vulnerable Mm -hmm. folks in our communities, our children. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Wow, that's incredible. That's well said, Taylor. Thank you for sharing that.
4: I know that um, last summer when I walked in the Laverne site for the first mm-hmm. time, I'd never re- met Reverend Hennessy. Mm-hmm. But he was in the back and he was beaming. Mm-hmm. And there was these 80 beautiful children. He's always children. beaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was just so excited. And mm-hmm. these 80, I mean, there were just incredibly beautiful children from so many different backgrounds mm-hmm. in the pews of his church mm-hmm. sitting there working with young adults and volunteers and i looked at him and i said i really think this is what heaven looks like mm-hmm. and he said mm-hmm. absolutely and so mm-hmm. when i think about the new creation i think mm-hmm. about that that's what that looks like that's yeah. that's god right there at work mm-hmm. um at mm-hmm in Laverne, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that's incredibly special. Absolutely, Sally. And I think you mentioned Family Fun
2: Nights that we have throughout the summer, and we have those during the school year for our after-school programming as well. But that is what I see. When I walk into Family Fun Night and see interns, children, parents of these children, churches that are coming in to, to be there, that is, that, is what, that is what new creation looks like. It's having all these people who would not normally be together in that space, loving, caring, getting to know each other, laughing, learning—all those things are happening in that space. And we don't encounter those spaces, unfortunately, on a regular basis. But on family fun nights and times through PT, we do, um, and it is a powerful, powerful experience. I think for anybody who gets a chance to to be involved in that, for sure. Wow. Yeah. Um, this past, you know, we've we've served, I think, over four hundred. Um, children in the in this area in the Rutherford and Canaan counties um, this past summer was amazing uh, with our our sites at Laverne and Woodbury um, we served um, over 155 kids during that time we have 14 young adults who were part of the ministry there um, 225 volunteers that came from lots of different churches um, in the area um, we had um, over um, 1,370 hours of volunteers who were reading um, and spending time with children and serving dinners. Wow. Um, a pretty amazing um, uh, stat that we had from the summer is 98 of ch- percent of children increased. Or maintain their reading level over the summer. So we talk a lot about um, transformation, but a big part of our uh, transformation is through reading. It's through bringing these kids together um, and sitting down with them and getting to read for 40 minutes of intervention during the summer um, and getting to work on reading with them, which we hear from the schools that are involved with us, um, what that means not only for the child, but for that family and for the future growth of that child and that family. Family. Um, and so the volunteers come and they read, and then the beautiful that thing, thing that happens um, that they may not be expecting, which we've talked about, is that relationship that then forms right. um, between the volunteers as well as the interns. And um, Deanna, who came and spoke at our um, luncheon that we had here, um, just she could not stop talking about all the volunteers and all the kids and the interns. And she said, she was talking to Miss Jordan who served last year, and she said, I cannot wait to come back, Miss Jordan. Because I know everybody at PT loves me, and mm-hmm. so that wow. is that is it, right? That is that is that's
3: it. So and Diana loves us, yes. And Deanna loves us, one
2: hundred percent.
1: Right, one hundred percent. That's what real ministry should look like. Mm-hmm. It, it is not the church as the great deliverer no. with all the answers, uh, going to serve people and give them all the answers and fix all the problems. That's mm-hmm. not what this is about. We are walking together, journeying together with people in our community. Mm-hmm. We're figuring it out together as God mm-hmm. leads us. We're experiencing mm-hmm. hope and love together, and we learn mm-hmm. what it is to love one another. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something we do together. Mm-hmm. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's powerful. It makes me think of a quote from uh, Lila Watson, who is uh, an uh, Australian Aboriginal activist in uh, in Australia, and she uh, she has said and written if you have come here to help me, you are wasting your time. Mm -hmm. But if you have come because your liberation is bound up with mine, then let us work together. Mm -hmm. I think that's what we're called to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what y'all are doing. Mm -hmm. What a gift. This has been a rich conversation. I'm so thankful that you took some time to share with us. Our church's missions team has identified three key areas as we look ahead to 2020 and beyond. Uh, we feel called to work specifically in the area of housing, health, and education.
0: Mm.
1: We feel like uh, you really can't just choose one of those and make a meaningful difference because those three elements of life are so Mm. tied together, especially here in Rutherford County. The work that you all do really forms the educational piece and and creates vast opportunities for our, our people to, uh, to jump in, to roll up their sleeves and see what God is doing in the community around them. Our hope is, and we're, we're putting this before the church in the, the next few weeks, that we'll be able to invest $10,000 as a church in Project Transformation and uh, that we'll also be able to provide—I'm prayerfully hopeful, Sally— 50-plus volunteers for the summer events and uh, to do whatever it is that we need to do to, uh, to be part of this important ministry. Tell us, before we wrap up, we'll wrap up with a prayer in just a minute, but, but tell us how people can help with Project Transformation as individuals, obviously through their churches, through partner churches like uh, First Methodist Church of Murfreesboro and others in our community, but how can people sign up to help with Project Transformation?
3: Yeah. um, So first of all, thank you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) First UMC, uh, for considering um, supporting PT in that way. We're honored that you see Mm -hmm. that light in us and uh, want to continue to be a part because we could not do it without our partner churches. They are critical. Um, to our work. Um, The best way to see all of the options uh, to plug in at Project Transformation is to go to our website, which is pttennessee.org. All of our volunteer opportunities are listed there. Um, Sally mentioned the reading and the feeding, intern's dinner and the family fun nights, something that we don't talk about as much but is always in need, is brand new books, Um, to give to our children. Uh, Every other week at PT, kids get to pick out a brand new book to add to their home library, Um, which is awesome because statistically, uh, one in every 300 low-income children actually has an age-appropriate book in their home. One in
1: every 300?
3: Yeah, so we're shattering that one, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is really great. So um, brand new books, snacks. Our, Our kids get a snack every day. And so we go through uh, peanut butter crackers and fruit gummies pretty quickly. (laughs) And also on our website, you can see um, a list of books that we love. These are usually values-based and feature um, children of different uh, colors and socioeconomic statuses, which we love to have a diverse library.
1: That's great. Sally, would you tell us how folks from our church can get involved with Project Transformation, folks from uh, First United Methodist of Murfreesboro?
4: Yes. So starting in the spring, there will be announcements in our bulletin about um, volunteer opportunities. Um, We will be um, meeting with Project Transformation um, in March, and they will, at that time, we'll get our weeks in the summer that our church specifically will be um, set up to do volunteers. And so uh, we usually pick one week in June and one week in July because I know a lot of people are on vacation, Mm -hmm. so we try to spread that work out. And, And then we'll also um, select a full week of meals that will serve the interns and um, some family fun night opportunities. And so all of that will be listed in the bulletin. I usually try to do it on Mother's Day okay. um, because a lot of um, people um, come to church on Mother's Day with their mom. So be right. looking forward to that. But if you're interested you know, in knowing more um, between now and then, um, come talk to me. Um, I'd love to come and be a substitute Sunday school teacher in your Sunday school class um, this spring and um, share with you um, about those opportunities and what project transformation is doing.
1: Thank you, Sally. I'd like for us to have a prayer for Project Transformation uh, before we go. Let's let's pray together. Oh God, we give you thanks for our time together. We thank you that you have been with us and that we are hearing from your spirit as we hear from each other. We thank you for the incredible work that Project Transformation is doing uh, in our community, in the Nashville area, in Tennessee, and really in so many places. We pray a double blessing on them as they look to next summer. Lord, just pave the way with resources and volunteers, everything from new books to gummy snacks to supper for the interns uh, through their two weeks in the summer. Lord, we give you thanks that you've called us into this work as the church at work. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us this week on the Church at Work podcast. We are so blessed to be able to partner with Project Transformation. If you would like more information about PT or find out how you can help, visit projecttransformation.org. You can also find them on Twitter at ProjTranTN. That's at P-R-O-J-T-R-A-N-T-N on twitter.com. Next week on the Church at Work podcast, we will be joined by Josh Markham, our missions director here at First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro, and Chris Durham, one of our associate pastors. Make sure that you subscribe to The Church at Work on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Church at Work podcast is a ministry of First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. If you have an idea for a topic or have a question you'd like us to explore, please email me at ben at churchatworkpodcast.com. And don't forget that we will never change the world just by going to church. We will only change the world by being the church. So let's go be the church.